guys. E- e- even I knew that, and I'm not even in the same time zone. Come on. Four, four, <laughs> Looking at the clock. Clock watchers. Watching my clock? Clock watchers. <laughs> Do you get off on watching my clock? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. podcast my name is pc tony i am joined as always by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him it's dpp and the third member of our triumphant trifecta is none other than the funky fresh aj Belaz. gentlemen happy fourth of july weekend to you oh indeed sir it's going to be a fireworks extravaganza around by my house i'll tell you that for sure because the neighbors love to light off some fireworks. Excellent. Is there a certain backyard you're going to pick, or how's Mine. that going to work? Mine. Oh, where I get hey, to see oh, about four different shows. <laughs> so if the cops show up, we know who's going to jail. AJ, we know you made your liquor run today. We appreciate the updates, and uh, you know we're always worried about you and your safety and your whereabouts and and how much alcohol you have left at your house. And now it seems like you are completely set for the rest of the weekend. Yep, yep. I went did my. Rep- Plenishment. Got all of the alcohols that I needed. Some beers, some hard stuff, as always. Hard liquor? Made sure I wore my mask. Of course, hard liquor. I always drink. Gentle. I always drink hard liquor, especially on this podcast. There we go. Hard liquor podcast. No, it's not. It's not. But no. we can start out and loosen up with some calisthenics, known as what you drinking. Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer down the sink. I've got more in the trunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. And I'm going to be drunk till the next time I'm drunk. I walk in the bar and the fellas so what do you got going on over there, Mr. Liquor Run? Well, right now I got a little bit of Jim Beam uh, Red Stag Honey Tea. Goes down Ooh. real smooth. It's really guy. good. It's a good. little earlier. Got to be good. A little for the earlier throat. before I. Uh, hmm? So it's got to be good for the throat, right? Like you know. Just a little bit. Get that sore throat. You have some little honey tea. 
and beans. Mama made me mash my M and M's. <laughs> Mama yeah, made me mash my M and M's. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Platt. Yeah, real good, real smooth. A little earlier because uh, on the liquor run, I got a little bit of Smirnoff, the uh, screwdriver version that they got. Nice little orange place. That uh, base place. What? Orange taste. Yeah. You can tell I'm already drunk, especially since the other thing that I got was some blueberry moonshine. Oh, Taste boy. Tastes really oh, good. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> it, it, it was actually really that, good, dude. nice and sweet. Got some blueberries at the bottom, but uh, enough about me. DP, what are you drinking over there in your domicile? Well, since I have... Uh taking care of all the pineapple sodas I had sitting here to go with my mixed drinks. I'm back to the Becky special. I got the Absolute Mandarin, little pineapple juice, little splash of Sprite going on. And I, for some reason, decided to pick a glass that uh, promotes a bar called Jack Astor's from Canada. So apparently on Independence Day, I'm celebrating Canada Day. I, I don't know why I did that, but, you know, whatever. It still holds You're alcohol, and that's all I care about. You're definitely a jackaster. <laughs> yeah, brother. I'm drinking more IPAs. That's all I drink. I don't know. Shot of JMO here and there. That's my life. Love it. How many shots of JMO in between each round of golden tea? Oh, none. Actually, I have one. So I had, okay, I played two or three games, one bottle of Coors Light for the whole entire time. That's it. I don't I don't even drink when I golf anymore. You don't drink although, when you golf or a golden tea? Although... <laughs> Although I'm golfing with Satchel McClippins tomorrow, so I might need to have a drink. Oh, boy. Get off that stage. Is that because you have to wait for him to find his balls? No, it's just going to be hot out. <laughs> so I might want to have a, some Colorado Kool-Aid out there on the course and stay loose. We've got him and Park and uh, uh, Patrick. So huh. That should be nice. Nice. Yeah. Should be That's good. That's pretty day. cool. And then uh, Sunday, myself, the general... Cheech and uh, a Dizzle. A Dizzle. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> do I? <laughs> yeah, sure you do. Oh, I Dizzle do. Thing. Oh man, all right, there I got it. Go. Took right. me a second. Well, that's another edition of what you're drinking. Oh, Alfred, please give us some kind of transition here while DP kicks himself in the ass. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. Thechairshop.com. Always use your head. Make sure you head on over to thechairshop.com. Check out everything podcast-wise. Uh, Three-Man Weave. Obviously, you're listening to DWI Podcast right now. Pot is War. A Winner is You. Bandwagon Nerds, The Greg DeMarco Show, The Hashtag Miranda Show. I mean, we got the Belaz brothers providing coverage and analysis of a whole shit ton of stuff, not to mention Stephen Mitchell and Steve Cook, uh, just to name a few of the many great writers and other podcasters that we have, Outsider's Edge, a uh, bunch of other those guys. So head over to thechairshot.com and tell them PC Tunney sent you. It'll get you nothing. DP, let's tell everybody what's happening this week on the podcast known as DWI. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, that's the big show. 
sounded good. Uh, oh, there it is. You know, I'm gonna take your earbuds out. I'm gonna keep going. Oh, uh, that didn't happen. They don't know that. You guys sounded like angels. Okay, this week on the podcast known as DWI episode two three five two hundred thirty fifth episode here of the DWI podcast, Firefest week one, night one, whatever you want to call it, the Great American Bash week one, night one, whatever you want to call it. Something get leaked for next week? Maybe? Maybe. Impact is looking to make an impact with several acquisitions. Uh, Fresh faces, old faces, but overall excellent talents. Let's see what happens there. And for last call, we're going to get funky. Funky, funky. DP, ring the bell. Here's McAfee trying to ruin my podcast no i don't want your fucking security for the nine billionth motherfucking time <laughs> one of these times you're gonna say yes and they're gonna be excited for it because they want your money and that's all they care about and everything is going to interrupt everything because that's the way all seen works. De- all seen deadwood ass. right you seen deadwood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Koksuka. no swedging <laughs> The movie was really good. Anyway, Fighter Fest, night one. We open, and I thought it was a really good tag match to open the show, Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt, taking on MJF and Wardlow. How about that pink grandma robe that MJF wore to the ring? Uh, uh, Do you need me to DP, do it? I, I think you have a sound like that. I would say, yeah. Hey. Oh wait! Yeah, this one what too. the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, those, those both work. Oh, that was. Oh God, I have no words other than just ugh. Oh, what, what, what did you guys think of that lovely pink robe of MJF's? It's got you talking. It's got you talking, doesn't it? Look at that. Uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't mind. I don't care. He's a heel. We're supposed to hate yeah, what he you, does. You get. Yeah. What do you guys think of the? <laughs> what do you guys think of the match, though? I mean, I really like Jurassic Express. I I do think Jungle Boy could could be a guy that's in some very important storylines as we move forward here in the next twelve to eighteen months. See where he can go from there. I I don't think he has a ceiling. I think he could be a future uh, AEW world champion. Now that's down the road. 18, 24 months from now, seeing how he progresses. But I like what he's doing. I like the synergy that these two tag teams had. I thought it was a great match, actually. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. That it was a good tag team match. I like the misfunction in the junction with the whole diamond ring, the punch. It's like, you can't do anything right. Still punches Wardlow with the however amount of dollars that constantly changes ring of MJFs. I I completely agree. I see Jack Perry definitely going on to win more championships, especially either the Dynamite or the AEW World Championships. It, it, the sky's the limit for him, and I think he's going to do really good, especially with everything that he's been doing in AEW and everything. Jungle Boy for champ, any any championship. It doesn't necessarily, you know, hurt MJF and Wardlow to, to lose this match, especially MJF since he didn't necessarily take the pinfall. And, you know, it, it it opens up the opportunity to start, you know, their descent 
and, and MJF and Wardlow eventually breaking up. And it's just, you know, I, yeah, sky's the limit for MJF too. And, and eventually, depending on where they go with him, he could be the one to take it off Cody, you know, take the TV title off Cody or TNT title. I call it the TV title because it's on TV every week. Yeah, but, you know, it could easily see that happening, you know, down the road or had them coming back to that match at least because they they had that feud before and they can continue that feud on for the title, which would be pretty cool to have them have, you know, down the line when Cody's getting close to wanting to drop that title. So, yeah, it's just it was a great opportunity for everybody in this match to just show what they can do. And, yeah, the Jurassic Express as well, too, just got a good uh, – a good jump and a good bump for all of this, uh, having to take down MJF and Wardlow. It's, it's, it's awesome for everybody. Let's move on to the women's championship match. Hikaru Shida taking on none other than Penelope Ford, who has my favorite finisher right now, the perfect CT plex. She didn't use it here. They protected the move, man. Penelope Ford went in the ring with someone that can actually work well i thought that they had a really good match she has a great character she's one of their better women's talents and that was one of their better women's matches yeah it was pretty solid you know pretty good match and you know having Sheeta in there and penelope ford looked really good with her you know as her opponent so you know it's it's just another great opportunity to have and maybe that's why they gave Sheeta the title at this point because she can help kind of these other talents get a little more over in this women's division that's been hurting since AEW started. And it gave a great opportunity for Penelope Ford to kind of show off what she can do. And I thought she looked really good. The, you know, that kind of, I don't know what you call it, that fallback when she came up for the drop kick and she did that lean back, you know, just some really good maneuvers that they really did and, and performed them well and pulled it off and made it look really good. The matrix move that if that's yeah, sure. That's it. The matrix. I don't know what you call it. It looks better than when uh, War Machine does cartwheels. No offense, I love War Machine. Just saying. That's all. Yeah. That's similar, similar type of thing. Yeah. I mean, one is hokey and the other one looks cool when done well. Yeah. And looks like it's more of a necessity when you don't have to do a cartwheel to avoid something or whatever. That one was like, I got to fall back to avoid the dropkick and do it without falling on my ass, so... I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm uh, all around. I agree that one of the better women's matches at AEW was actually produced, especially with Cheetah going a hundred percent right off the bat, almost doing. She did the three count. She almost did the Falcon Arrow. I, I, there's nothing negative I can actually say about that match, especially since every time that I see Penelope Ford, just like using the Matrix move, I, I just see. Trish Stratus, just whenever she does anything. That's a good comparison. Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus never had a perfect plex like that. Let me tell you, folks, if you've seen it, (laughs) call it the perfect CT plex. You can figure it out for yourself. Let's move forward here and leave the women's division uh, from AEW on a high note, which is very rare on any wrestling show that I've ever been on. TNT Championship, Hager, Rhodes, Hager and Mrs. Hager in tow. Uh, I thought I thought they made a great couple out there wrestling wise. I thought it was excellent. You know, she's she's definitely in shape and nice to look at as well. Good for them. 
and I thought it was a really good match. Does Hager maybe go away for a while because he beat up the ref and he's trying to get ready for maybe Bellator's possible return? I, I that's the first thing that came to my mind when I was watching it. Uh, who knows? Who knows what kind of storyline they're going to play from there? But Cody's got this belt. It's going on as we record. It's going on 42 days. So that's something you figure over under over under 180 days. DP? I will take the over. AJ? I'm also going to go with the over. I feel like it's going to be... What were... Go ahead, DP. Uh, I, say, I feel like it's going to be 360 days plus. Okay. So either he's going to... It's like either... He could possibly be defending it and to get to a year and he maybe loses. He only holds it for 364. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I think he's going to... But I feel like he's going to hold on to it for... For a while. Okay. AJ, what's your long term look there? Are you you'd saying a year plus or are you going longer or I'm I'm gonna go a little shorter than a year. I think I think when Cody drops it it's gonna be a free agent who's red hot has everything going for them and it's just like first night shows up, impresses Cody, impresses everyone in AEW and just takes the belt off of Cody. AJ, what did you think of this match that Hager had with Cody Rhodes? Were you, were you impressed? I I liked the match, especially with the the finish where it was Hager put on the chokehold, but since his shoulders were down, you know, Cody still got the win, but Hager knocked out Cody and everything was like hokey a little bit. But I think I read something that Hager got a little bit of a 10-day suspension since he punched a ref or something like that. Who knows how that will play out with the inner circle? Not 100% sure, but it it should be a a good story, especially since Hager thinks he wins. So just bring back Hager with a vengeance. Yeah, 10 days, that's it? That just... That feels a little weak, I guess, for storyline-wise, if they're just going to leave him out for a week and then bring him back. I, I do like the idea of him being suspended for a little while, and then they can come back to this match later on if they wanted to and have it again, like you said, you know, kind of the same idea, right, with Hager being pissed because he won, you know, he thought he won or he should have won, and then, you know, having the rematch for the title, they could they could have it, you know, and make it a little more special the next time around, but if they're going to do it, if they're going to come right back to it, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of weak. But... I don't know. Maybe they got some other. Maybe they got something else planned. I guess I. I don't know. We'll wait and see. But it was a. It was a good match. I, you know, it got a little convoluted at the end with getting more people involved with Arn Anderson coming up on the ring steps for some reason and uh, Catalina slapping Cody and she looked a little shocked, like she should like she tried to like she hit him too hard or something. And like, yeah, I'm sure Cody was fine. Don't worry about it, honey. It's all right. Take it. Take make it look good. You know, and, and I think she did, so that was awesome. And uh, it was just, there was a lot going on at the end with the distractions and stuff, but, it, it you know, the match was, was pretty solid. The next matchup on the card was a really big win for some guys who I think really needed a big win because they're talented and they might have been gotten overlooked a little bit since the initial tag team boost that AEW did here. But Private Party with Matt Hardy... That's just fun to say. And I believe it got brought up that uh, Hardy's kind of playing that Michael Hayes, you know, paying it forward role as he did for the Hardys here. And 
they get a big win over Santana and Ortiz. And anytime you can beat Santana or Ortiz, to me, that's a big deal in the tag team world. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, Private Party definitely needed the win here for sure, I think. And it, you know, makes them a more credible tag team. And, and they need to do that with a good handful of these tag teams because there is a bunch and there is a bunch of talented tag teams out there. But you need to you need to give them some credibility and, you know, show off their talents. And, you know, if they keep losing matches or they're not on television, then it really doesn't do you any good. So having them get this big win, you know, over Santana and Ortiz is awesome. And they're, you know, get a shot at the titles next week, basically. And, you know, we'll talk about the tag team title match later as well. But, you know, is this an opportunity for them to, to win the tag titles at some point, you know, here next week? Or, you know, it's another chance for them to, to show how good they are. Yeah, Private Party showing a real good match altogether. Uh, especially, like you said, especially when they face Santana and Ortiz, that's definitely a big thumbs up from anyone backstage or even in the ring and i do also like the fact that private party next week are getting an aew tag title shot for night two at fighter fest so maybe just maybe we might see new tag teams maybe the tutelage of matt hardy is gonna help private party get some gold i mean the sky's the limit with them as Jericho said, comparatively with uh, Smirnoff and Grey Goose, I, I think in that match, Santana and Ortiz kind of looked like the Smirnoff, and Private Party looked like the Grey Goose right there. So before we get to next week and what's kind of been put out there already, we got that final main event match from what uh, night one, where best friends took on the world tag team champs of Kenny Omega and, and Hangman Page. I, I seriously was hoping that Best Friends was going to win it there, you know, and maybe they were scheduled to win it, or I, I don't know, maybe they've changed their minds on it. Maybe no one was going to win that, but I know they needed a better main event now for week two because obviously it was going to be Moxley and Cage to finish this off next week, and that's not happening, right? So now... With Hangman Page and Omega being successful in in a very good match against Best Friends, I really enjoyed AEW the whole night. I've been enjoying AEW more and more. It's beginning to me to feel like I'm I'm in it for longer than I am now, because it hasn't been that long yet. And I keep saying it's in such an infantile stage. I mean, until this company is like gone three times around the calendar, they're still a baby. You know what I mean? So at least some things are kind of making more sense as we go. I, I was really hoping I like Best Friends. I think they work well as a tag team. But that's here nor there. Now we got Private Party getting their title shot, like you said. And Mark Mark Wynn really impresses the hell out of me. The dude can fucking do everything. I mean, the tag team as a whole is excellent. Could that be your big, huge thing that happens next week, AJ? Could that be where, hey, we're going to, you know what? Let's get Private Party over here because nothing, Hangman Page and, and Omega we can start the breakup of the elite whenever they want to, right? That's all we're holding out for. And this has got to be the seed that starts it. Yeah, I I see this match as the breakup of the elite where something happens where someone in private party like ducks the, the last shot that they do, the V-trigger and the buckshot lariat. And 
Kenny like knees Hangman or, or Hangman clotheslines Kenny, but I the day one was a good match. Uh, I like how I, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, but Hangman kind of carried the whole match where he did everything himself. Like he he didn't win with the last shot. He didn't do the V trigger clothesline combination. He did the buckshot lariat to get the pinfall against the best friends. I wanted the best friends to win too, but I I see Private Party actually coming out next week and getting the gold, and that's how we sow the uh, the dissension of the elite. And that's kind of where I was going with it too. I I thought you know when they first started this whole thing that this was going to be the time when Omega and Page finally blew up, right? And everything that we've been kind of waiting for because that's what they've been building to, and that's where we're going at some point here. But after seeing this match, and like you said, I 100% agree with what was going on in this match. They were kind of showing off Hangman Page, was doing it on his own for for, for the most part, right? I mean, and he finished the match with his own standard normal finisher that he does as a singles competitor. But we also haven't had any title changes. And next week with the with the, you know, the heavyweight title not being up for grabs anymore. Do we see the tag team titles changing finally? Um, you know, with Private Party getting the win here in the fight in the final match, which I assume this is going to be the main event next week too, is going to be the tag titles. I don't see it happening yet. I feeling the way the way that whole thing ended with FTR getting in the ring and the Young Bucks getting involved there and Kenny Omega pouring out the beer and showing that sign of, you know, yeah, I don't drink or whatever, but kind of doing the disrespect thing, you know, it's leading kind of towards Hangman Page, getting pissed at him for doing that kind of thing. I could see some dissension in this match, but Kenny Omega maybe showing off him as a singles competitor in this next one and being doing all his finishers and his him finishing the match and doing it all on his own, you know, and continuing this build a little bit longer because I just, I feel like, the way they finish that, that FTR has going to be is going to have some play into them losing the titles, whether it's FTR taking the titles from Omega and Page and finally making this a tag team titles, you know, division as opposed to having these two single guys wrestling as tag team champions, you know, and FTR kind of turning that into you know we are a pure true tag team and we deserve the titles type of thing. So I think we're going to get it a little bit longer here. I, th- I think. Omega and Page are going to hold on to these titles after next week. So I, I have the rest of that card for next week. Lance Archer taking on Joey Janela. I don't know. Was there an, an opponent announced for Nyla Rose? Not, Not to I my said. knowledge. Okay. SCU, all of SCU will be taking on uh, Stu Grace and Cole Cabana and Brody Lee, the Dark Order. We got freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. Very much forward uh, looking to that match, or looking forward, whichever way you want to put it. We got the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros. Sounds like a Tarantino movie, doesn't it? Taking on the Young Bucks and FTR in an eight-man tag. That to me is is going to be my pick for the match of the night. I think they're going to really do something special. I, I, I hope they give them a good fifteen to eighteen minutes at least. And then, of course, the aforementioned World Tag Team Championship match. Out of what I've put out there, DP, AJ, what I mean, what are you guys most looking forward to? To me, I'm looking at that eight-man tag and 
Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, to be honest with you. I'm uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the Dark Order one, just because uh, you know I know you know fans of Colt Cabana and him kind of getting in with the Dark boom, Order boom. here. I'm I'm just I'm curious if he's going to continue being part of this Dark Order or if he, this is just a ploy for him to turn on him immediately right in this match. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that kind of plays out. If he's really going to be part of the Dark Order or if he's going to just be you know be in there just to fuck with them or something, you know? Uh, I'm, I, th- this is going to be surprising. A Balaz agrees with Tunny. I'm looking forward to the eight-man tag with uh, FTR and the Elite versus the uh, B-film Quentin Tarantino movie name. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got three out of four right for the New Japan Cup quarterfinals, so take that. <laughs> And, and you know it's a special day when Tony is talking about Impact, the New Japan Cup, and Balaz agrees with him. This is... We're in Bizarro World. What? Well, yes, we, didn't, we haven't gotten to Impact yet, but yeah, unfortunately we're going to get there. But hey, if you want your New Japan Cup results and news, you usually come to the DWI podcast. So why don't I just give it to you real quick, right? Okada goes over on Ishimori. Hiromu, in an upset, takes, uh, takes out Tomohira Ishii. And then the matchup we all wanted, Sonata and Evil taking care of Taichi and Yoshihashi, respectively. AJ, I got Evil taking on Hiromu. I don't think they had Hiromu beat Ishii for no reason. Well. You got Okada winning in the whole thing, don't you? Did it already happen? Did I miss it? It already happened, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to watch it. Just tell me. No, 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 no. Yeah, come on, I wanna know. No, 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 I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna You gotta watch this. Here's the first set of breaking news. And this isn't really breaking. I ain't gonna watch it no matter if you tell me or not. I'll just go tell I'll go find out what happens here and I'll stop the whole show. Or you can just tell me what happened. <laughs> uh, well it I'm gonna say spoiler alert, so if you don't wanna hear this part, mute it, pause it, whatever you wanna do. Paul Hogan comes back to New Japan, brother. Yeah, dude. Let me tell you something, brother. He takes out Okada before they even come out, and he just whoops everybody's ass. They turn it into a fatal four-way, three leg drops, pins all three guys at the same time, hit the music. (laughs) No? All right, tell us what really happened. Or if you want, you you can watch Andrew, or watch, wow. I swear I'm not... Anyway, or if you want, you can read Andrew's results and review of the New Japan Cup. It is up on the chair shot. But, you know, I'll say it, I'll say it. Okada versus Evil is Uh, the final. I don't have Okada winning this. I do not have Okada winning this. So, you know I took, yeah, you know I took Hiromu because I like to pick an upset once in a while. But I had Evil in one that you could have really went either way. Yeah, I... I had Sonata winning against Evil, so ah, yeah. But, this might be my but, only win today, folks. We're playing trivia again. 
But I, uh, when I went on the liquor run, Andrew was watching it, and then he just told me, ah, I got them both wrong. It's Okada versus Evil. Hopefully Evil wins. It's not a dig on Okada. I love Okada. But come on. We need another name. Even if it is LIJ, we need another name. He can go for any title. But yes, it's going to be Evil versus Okada. All right. I, I, I'll watch that. You guys, when is it happening? I'm not 100% sure when it's happening. Right. Well, it's you and your brother's job to tell me when it's happening, and I'll watch that match. Okay? There you go, folks. PC Tunney, I got to watch New Japan, apparently. Oh, man. Thank God we're going to talk some WWE before we get to Impact. This is just a <laughs> rough day for me. Thank goodness I'm off tomorrow. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The Great American Bash made its return, and this time to NXT. Before we get into that, I had talked a little bit on Podmas War and brought this up, and I thought it'd be a good conversation for us to have quickly, is the fact that In Your House gets brought back as an NXT. Great American Bash gets brought back as an NXT, right? And do you see that happening more? I believe... Andrew wanted Halloween Havoc back big time. Um, and I'm like, do we see that being an NXT special this year? And I brought up the point that NXT is able to get away with hokier concepts and, and execute them in a more concise fashion. D- does that make sense? It, it makes sense. Uh, but the thing is, when you have things like the Great American Bash or In Your House or like Andrew said, Halloween Havoc, that brings more people that might not have watched wrestling in the past. In the wheel, make the deal! Exactly. Where you see Halloween Havoc, I want to watch Halloween Havoc. You see Great American Bash, I want to watch the Great American Bash. We'll get into it later, but I think NXT did a phenomenal job with the Great American Bash this week, and we're only going to see even more good stuff next week. I like the idea of them using these rather than just making it an NXT takeover name the city, you know, make them, make them this way. And and especially if they're going to be branching off as their own brand and they're not going to be piggybacked on a Saturday of one of the big four for the WWE brands, then have their own separate ones. That's, that's great. Do that and make it, make them more, rememberable i guess or memorable and rememberable <laughs> make it more memorable and they can add halloween havoc to the you know more thanksgiving you know that time of year they don't have to piggyback on the other shows they can have their own weekend and give them more of these you know more specific named pay-per-views i, I love it I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that and i hope they keep doing it i, I would love to see halloween havoc come back or 
or at least just you know they don't have to use the old WCW names or the old, any old names or anything like that. They can come up with some new ones or something. That's fine, but give them names rather than just take over Phoenix or take over San Antonio or whatever. Just yeah, do that. I, I love it. I, I will say this: I did love take over Brooklyn's because the entire time me and my friends would always listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn, just keep watching nonstop. No sleep until SummerSlam ends the entire show, and then be conked out for about fifteen hours. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's fun, and yeah, I guess having you know having it in, if it's in your city, and you get to have a T-shirt or whatever that says you know Takeover was in my city or something. That's kind of nice too. That's it's that's neat. Neat. Speaking of neat, let's get to this neato card, huh? Oof. First match, women's championship, number one contender, Fatal 4-Way Elimination. And that's the way I like my Fatal 4-Ways. Medium, Candice LeRae, I agree. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox is now your number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. How did you guys feel about the execution of this match? And, you know, how did you like the order of elimination? Got to be honest with you, didn't watch Great American Bash. Uh oh. I had to pick you one or the other. AW. I had to pick one or the other, and I watched Fighter Fest, and I have to go back and watch this one, I guess. But sorry. Sorry, right, AJ. You feel that question for DP then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch it live. I did watch it a little bit ago. I'm not going to lie. I did watch it just so I can make sure I say my input and everything. I love the elimination that they did, especially with the story. In me. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the elimination. It told the story. It told a lot, especially with Tegan getting that redemption against Dakota Kai winning the number one contendership as she should. I mean, she's really good. All four women in that match were, are really good. But Deegan deserving that shot, finally getting over the slump that is Dakota Kai and her little enforcer. It's we, it, it works. We can talk more about Knox's ability or, or possibility of maybe winning this championship when we get there uh, at the end of this card. But I do want to address the fact that apparently Kairi Sane is going to be going back to Japan to wrestle. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Uh, Hopefully more can come. I'm guessing with stardom she's going to be going back to. Is that correct, AJ? You're not sure? That's just pure pure happenstance and rumor until Wednesday listened to or Thursday, listen to Potus War. Uh, Andrew oh, will definitely set me straight there. But oh, let's yeah, move on to the next. Let's move on to the next match here from the Great American Bash and Timothy Thatcher, Oni Lorcan, one and two, if you will. The former tag team had a hell of a match on NXT. Here had a hell of a match for the Great American Bash. Maybe the match of the Great American Bash for me. I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, that was that was your old school technical beat em up two tough guys that aren't going to take anything from anybody just beating each other up Thatcher with the win I, I couldn't have told it better myself 
I gotta tell you, I, I've been singing kind of his praises for a while, I think. Oni Lorcan, you know, him and the tag team with, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Eichner, um, are just amazing guys, and I wish they could, no? Where have I got? What do I got? I forget his name too, yeah, honestly, but it's not, it's not Eichner. Eichner's part of Imperium. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that you guy too. Dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Birch, oh, Danny Birch, that's the other guy. I should know that. It's my fucking name. <laughs> Danny Birch. <laughs> but those two guys are just awesome, and Oni Larkin's been amazing every time I've seen him in the ring, and I think these guys are long overdue to be put on the main roster, and even if they're in a tag team together, just they could add some incredible stuff to the tag team division, or just Oni Larkin and, and them as singles guys, because they're just they're awesome in the ring, and every time I read... If I haven't seen the match and I read a review on it, it's always just the highest praise of how awesome those matches are, and this one was no different from what I hear. Is is that who was the tag team partner with Oni Lorcan? I thought Thatcher Danny and Lorcan were tag team partners too. No, Thatcher Thatcher wasn't. It was Danny Birch. No, Thatcher it, it was. It's 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 Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Thatcher. Right, well, Thatcher just came in, buddy. All right, guys. Well, I clearly fucked that up. I apologize to everybody. Yeah, we all fucked up. Too too many drinks. Yeah, yeah. not enough drinks. That that's, too. Yeah, that's one. Of, it's yeah. It's usually that one, but it works both ways. Let's keep moving along here. I'm just going to touch on a couple of things before we get to the main event. Rhea Ripley looked good going over against Robert Stone and and Aaliyah, and she does not have to join the Robert Stone brand. Not much to talk about there. A way to get her on the card. Way to get Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Uh, a, a little bit of uh, limelight. We also had a strap match, which I thought was really good. And uh, Roderick Strong makes everybody look good. The what he did in that match, he looked great. He made Dexter Loomis look really good. Dexter Loomis, maybe not the least controversial person on the NXT roster, but these two guys had a really good match. Um, maybe overshadowed by the mustache in general, but that's just kind of what happens. There was a strap out there as well. So. Loomis wins, Rhea Ripley wins. They're both on the yeah. They both fuck around with their mustache. You guys are <laughs> weird. Mustache mountain um, baby. But you sing, but you sing like angels. Uh yeah. So main event, <clears throat> champion versus champion, Io Shirai against one half of the women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks, possibly soon to be the Raw Women's Champion, Two Belt Banks, possibly soon to be both title holders when she splits from Bailey and three belt banks as I've predicted in the past. But first things first, it's a loss. It's a loss to Io Shirai. And why wouldn't you have Shirai go over here after just taking that title away from Charlotte? Why would you make her look bad in the fact that she was going to lose to Sasha? Now she looks even better. You're building someone else that you can bring up to the main roster that has wins over Charlotte and Sasha when she gets there. It's it's something you definitely have to do. It's something that the main roster does wrong all the time with having their champions lose non-title matches on television. Happens all the time, and NXT does it right. They continue to have these guys look great and get put over by different talent when they don't do that on the main roster, and I think that's something that's missing for sure because it helps build these 
stars up to be even bigger stars. And like you said, when Io Shirai gets moved up at some point here, she can go in when, you know, I'm, odds are Charlotte or Sasha Banks is going to be in the main, you know, title picture if they're not the champion. And she can come in and say, I've already defeated you guys. You know, I should be in this spot. And she's an immediate contender for the titles. Uh, overall, it was a phenomenal match. Like, I know that the tag team match was the main event for Fighter Fest, but this was so good. It told a lot of stories, especially with Asuka helping Io with the NXT title. And who knows, maybe we might play that up on Raw since I'm pretty sure Sasha has a match against Asuka for that title, as Tony said before. It was just a great match. Io really good in the ring, especially with that mwah, picture-perfect moonsault that she always does. The sky's the limit for every single person involved, especially with Bailey helping out, trying to cheat with the tag titles, trying to help Sasha get that cheap win by hitting her with a belt or anything like that. Asuka coming out, spit in the mist. Everything was just done beautifully. I love it. It's great storytelling and Hey, maybe Kyrie has a replacement if EO gets called up. That's that's a very strong possibility, and that's a great synergy there, young Belaz. You're you've graduated from Padawan into a full-on Jedi. <laughs> I, don't, I hope that wasn't too insulting. I apologize. No, it's not. I'm no. I'm, I'm used to the to the beats. So. We're going to transition into something here that is very much of the Wednesday Night War, but we appreciate you listening to our review and thoughts on one of the biggest nights we've had in the Wednesday Night War, Great American Bash versus Fighter Fest, and we'll be sure to come back next week and get it. So the final topic concerning these two things is going to be with NXT, but before we do that, I really love this clip, and DP has a little bit in the open, so you can hear it on Pot is War. If you're not listening to that, here's something that, I don't know, different bits you can hear over there. So somebody might be needing a little bit of something stronger than bubbly if they're getting fired for leaking a picture, apparently, of the finish to the Great American Bash next week. Winner take all, Adam Cole Bay Bay and his NXT World Championship taking on Keith Lee and that North American title as well on the line. Guys, it looks like Keith Lee is... Two belts, Lee, however you want to call it. And obviously multiple finishes were filmed, apparently. But something like this gets leaked out. What do you do if you're WWE? Do you just give them that? Or do you flip it? Do you stick with what you had? This is a really interesting situation here. You know, last time someone spoiled a main event for WWF, it turned the tides of a war, so... 
I don't know. I'd say you just go with it. Obviously, they tape to both different ways, but it, you can't. Obviously, they have a plan. Why well, you're not going to change it now, right? I mean, did this get leaked on purpose? I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, I just somebody being stupid. I would think. I, I can't imagine they would do it on purpose. And the fact that Jericho would bite into it, come on. I, there's no way. Hey, you never know. Uh, just like you mentioned before, some guy that we had named Mick Foley is going to win the WWF Championship. Who, yeah, that'll put butts into seats. But uh, I think accidental or purposefully, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole will put butts into seats no matter what the finish is. As everyone probably has heard through the rumor mill on on multiple websites and multiple podcasts, it looks like uh, championships are limitless with Keith Lee. And he has the North American and the NXT. So Keith Lee's definitely one of their bigger draws. Keith Lee... I, I know I've said it before, Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar saying, shit, this is a, this is a big boy. He, he, he's going somewhere. and I, Nothing but up for Keith Lee. That's what I think. If if they want to keep it, I say they keep it. I mean, fastest rising star they have right now. I, th- I think it's amazing that we're still having these kind of things as well, too. You know, after how many years that was the last time that kind of happened. And, you know, I, I enjoy the idea of, you know, some shots getting taken, getting thrown back and forth and things like that. And it continued on Fighter Fest with Taz throwing the throwing the bomb out there about, you know, we have we run a clean ship here. And, you know, Cody's Great American Bash looking T shirt from old Dusty Rhodes' days when he created the Great American Bash. You know, his American Nightmare shirt looked the same as the as the logo. Yeah, I you know, I can dig some of that stuff and it's but the fact that you would leak spoilers and things like that in this day, you know, obviously most things are live and unfortunate times we're in. We have to tape a few things, but you know, that's kind of, that's just taken a little too far. I think I just, I don't see why they have to bother doing things like that. I'll just wrap it up like this because irregardless isn't a word. I'll say regardless, regardless, this is a good thing. No matter what, no matter if it was real or fake or whether it's going to be the ending or not the ending, it's just more promotion and more people listening and more people thinking and more people talking about next week on NXT. So that's that's how I'm going to wrap that up there. I, I can't believe we're going to do this. We'll, we'll, be, we'll just be right back. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact. Oh, I can do this. Impact Wrestling. You okay. We're going to talk about it. I'm okay. It's fine. It stayed down that third time. Impact Wrestling, we're going to talk about it. They're making a big impact with some of the acquisitions and possible acquisitions, things you're hearing. I mean, obviously, we got Eric Young. And then we're looking at EC3. He's Slater. 
Ganderson seems almost like a lock. Okay, that's Gallows and Anderson for those of you that's shorthand. We call it short speak. Shout out Kevin Malone. Easy there, so, college boy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, almost made tenure at Brown. Um, and Bully Ray is a free agent. No longer with... Yeah, yeah dude. Well uh, that was weird. That was like Otto and Hogan. Um, <laughs> Bully Ray is now a free agent. I, I like Bully Ray to go back to WWE, actually. But let's talk about Impact first. Your guys' thoughts on the impact that these free agent players could actually make? And I know AJ is just chomping, chomping. Well, unlike you, Tony, I actually watch Impact. I pay attention to Impact. Uh, for those that don't know, Moose is calling himself the world's champion, and he has the old total nonstop action belt. And they're, they're spoiling a lot. You have Scott the Moore on the phone saying, yeah, I know you good brothers, the name for Guns and Gallows, uh, are, are going to be a great fit. You got D'Lo Brown trying to get Aces and Eights back, saying the band's going to get back together. And then as he leaves last week, getting the uh, the vest shot before it ends. And then this week, we had a superhero entrance. And you see a cape that has a giant E and a Y on it. Kind of the initials of Showtime Eric Young. I, I love all the little teases, whether they're true or not, especially with the whole promo package that they have with the, the numerous amount of wrestlers decided that they're, they're, they're free agents, they're getting somewhere, maybe Impact. You got EC3 getting teased around with the Moose match about two weeks ago where EC3's music suddenly hit. You heard Trouble, Trouble, Trouble. So I... I see nothing but up right now for Impact. It's. I know Tony's going to say it's not a watch. It's a watch. Go watch it, especially since it's on Twitch. It's easy to watch on Tuesdays. Come on. That's what happens when I will start watching. <laughs> what do you I, think, DP? I think, it's, I think it's great for anybody who can get a hold of this ta- the talent that's being released here and that's, that's out there as free agents because... They bring a lot to the table, I think, and if, if used properly, that's that's the big big problem, right? Being used properly, they can bring great things to the brand, and it's it's a huge get for Impact if they're getting Gallows and Anderson and Eric Young coming back, and obviously that's if you know they're playing EC3's music, it's pretty much conclusion there that EC3's coming back to Impact, so that's awesome, and you know Bully Ray wherever he ends up going to, I. I Boy, I'm sure AEW is going to take a huge, you know, a huge shot to trying to get him. You know, the fact that some of these guys aren't going to AEW, or if they're not getting offers from them or anything like that, is is pretty interesting too, because that's obviously the the hot place to be right now, right? And you know, whether or not they got offers or got calls from them is is you know unbeknownst to us, obviously. So it's just it's good for impact to get some of this talent and that's huge to get viewers and people to watch so it's good on them for everybody they pick up for anybody wherever they go it's good for it's good for the business in total because talent is key and wherever you can watch these guys is pretty awesome so All right, sorry, gentlemen. I got a whole lot going on over here. I was lost with uh, a little bit of the three-man weave discussion here. Oh boy. Apparently, uh, the 
apparently the Washington Redskins are going to be seriously considering a name change. So yes, they are. I don't know if you've seen the Onion headline. I haven't seen the Onion headline. No. For those of you who don't know what the Onion is, it's a political satire paper that's turned into an online paper, basically, because no one gets a paper anymore. And they said Washington Redskins changed name to DC Redskins. <laughs> nice. And uh, I said that is funny to me. It's purely funny to me because it points out how ignorant Washington football owners have been over the course of this period as well. You know, I mean, it's perfect satire. Like, they still don't get it, right? So, you know, that's tune brilliant. in to Three Man Weave. That, that's what's going on over there. How does let's finish this topic off with how does this all work out perfectly for impact? Like if they could pick and choose whoever they're going to have, AJ, I mean, give me the one singles guy, the one tag team, the one female competitor that they ball up into a group and go boom. Well, I think since the main event for Slam Reversary, which is when everything's going to be happening, I I think EC3 is going to be the fourth man for the now vacant Impact Championship. He's going to fill in that position, try to try to win that, prove to Moose that he is the world champion, not not some guy that found it in the trash like he's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh. And uh, I I think Guns and Gallows come in, especially with that Aces and Eights tease. Gallows was in Aces and Eights. Doc the director of chaos, I believe he was called. I could be wrong though. And Carl just joins suit, joins aces and eights, and just beats them down. Why would you be the director of chaos when there's so many alliteration? There, there's so much alliteration available for you uh, in the accordance. Creator to chaos. of chaos. Just be the creator. Yeah, you could of be chaos. corporal. You could be corporal chaos. <sighs> I'm saying what he was called in aces and eights years ago. That's all. If they don't, Whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they missed the boat. <sighs> I'll tell you where they're gonna miss the boat is if they don't come out as Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson. That's where they're gonna miss the boat. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, what a what a great way what a great way to end the segment. I believe. Was there any more comments that were coming here? No, it doesn't matter. It's still impact. I apologize. I don't apologize. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can look at me as funny as you want over there, AJ. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. No, DP wants me to keep it going. I'm not going to keep doing it. But AJ, don't look at me like that. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Oh, now I see you stroking your goatee there, like looking like you want to do something, huh? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. DP, last call. Last call. What do you mean it's last call? What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, let me tell you. Ah.
What do you mean? What do I mean? This is how I get back with all the impact slander. We're back with phenomenal funky facts. Uh, now, we know last week we had the, the theme song war and, and Tunny got me, but... Yeah, we're, we're, we're back. We're back to the Achilles heel in PC, Tunny. We're doing trivia. I got three new questions. Let's see if we can actually get these for once. Or uh, all that impact slander is going to go to waste. We all know the rules. There's going to be three questions, two wrestling, and one as I see fit. And for everyone out there, both men had to go and get some refills, some refreshments. DP, how you feeling there with uh, with the return of the phenomenal Funky Facts? Oh, I'm always super confident when it comes to facing PC Tunney when it comes to wrestling trivia because I can dominate him anytime, any day, any week. And yes, whenever we have to deal with funky facts, we need a funky fresh drink. So I needed a refill for sure. But I do like the trivia, though. Or the uh, the themes, wrestling theme trivia, too. I love, love being able to be the host and knowing what the answer is and playing them for you guys is always fun. So I'm good either way, but I'm ready for the challenge. I'm always up for some trivia. It's always fun, you know. God. And now you know the power that I have whenever I do this game. But uh, oh, it's fun. Yeah, super it, fun. It, it, it's right, also ready. always I'm it's also always bubble. fun to see Tunny tortured. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, ready for your I'm ready, I'm ready for your soulless display of trivia. Soulless. Oh, you, you you got the trivia the last two weeks. That's kind oh, of the reason I why I had to. I didn't win last week. Well, you got the oh, trivia, you, the, the theme song trivia against me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I got, well, but, but, yeah, okay, that's fine. If you want to butter me up a little bit, whatever you got to do. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm nice even though you wanted to, to to say your stuff against me. It was a bit, guy. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is total BS. <laughs> oh, here we go. We'll see, but like I said, you won... The last time we did trivia. So, uh, DP, that means you get to uh, pick one, two, or three here. But he also won last time he did trivia, and he beat me. So I should get to pick. Now we're going to go with the slander route. DP, you get to pick. This is Tobias! And it begins. All right, Monty. Monty, I'll go with uh, door number one. Door number one? Son of a bitch. It's the fun one. It's the option one. Finally, it's not the last question. And and I already gave you guys the hint before we started recording. It's a football question. And what kind of football, though? Well, it's something that you guys uh, are a little interested in here because we're going to be talking about 90s football, especially oh, yeah. divisional winners. So, for both of you, if you don't remember... The answer don't is have probably do. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so is, it, <laughs> is this a trivial pursuit where the answer is always uh, Jack Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Turd. Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Maybe it's Mike Allstott. His favorite anyways. football player. 
So, in the 90s, we didn't have the... What are you going to say, Tony? Anything? Anything? Bueller? Alright. So in the 90s, we didn't have the divisions... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> get, get, get away from the microphone. I haven't even asked the question yet. Come on. In the 90s, we didn't have the divisions that we had today. We had the NFC East, the NFC Central, the NFC West, along with the AFC East, Central, and West. But I got a question for you guys, especially since the Packers were in this division. There are five teams in the NFC Central in 1999, but who won the NFC Central division in I feel like he's playing us on this one. <laughs> DP, since Tony gave his answer. It's only one of two teams. That's the other answer. It wasn't the other three. I can tell you that for sure. In 98, Vikings went 15-1, and one, so I feel like they didn't win the division the following year. No, they did not. Tony, Damn. you are correct. Of course it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the NFC <laughs> Central. Homer. I thought I would get you, but I guess I didn't. Yeah, Homer. Who won the AFC East that year? It was the last quarterback. It was the last quarterback before Tom Brady to win at least twelve games in the AFC East. Uh, the Oilers wasn't wasn't Flutie. The AFC East. I'm gonna say Drew Bledsoe with the Patriots. All right, I got the Houston Oilers. They weren't in the AFC East. Well, then I lose. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, the Colts weren't in the AFC North either, and Peyton Manning uh... won 13-3 and and won the AFC East. And that's the last time someone besides Tom Brady won more than 12 games, 12 or more games in the AFC East. So don't expect to throw a curveball by the sports guy. Listen to Three Men Weave. At Three Men Weave. I thought I would get you. I guess I didn't. On to the next question, Tony. They're both wrestling questions. So BS. You have one nothing. You call it BS. You got the. You know, I don't know. You know you're winning this thing. All right. You want wrestling question one or wrestling question two? In honor of a recently passed Mr. Wrestling number two, I'll take number two. And we will get an, a fun one that might get you guys. So. The answer is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Croconeers. Shut up. I've got cousins. Who did our truth beat? They regained the uh, 24-7 title. No, I'm kidding. Trent Dilfer. He beat Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Wrong Buccaneer. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was a buck. Um, so, under the oh. WWE banner. 
when they brought back the title in 2003, who was the very first United States champion? 2003 United States title, the belt that we have currently today. Choices All in this one. Here. It's a lot of choices. Don't pick Let's mine. see what oh. it is. Oh, that's a good one. Shit, I think Tony I know what it is. Will we're both wrong. I think I'm wrong. That was my other guess. I don't think we're either of us are right. I think we're both wrong. I think we're both wrong. Yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> Damn it. It's Perry Saturn. It's not Perry Saturn no, either. No, no, it was John Cena. It was, Moppy. It, was, it was the right stable, though, with the Radicals. Uh, was it Chavo? The... It was Chavo. Yeah. Tino, he, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Not Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio was never Latino Heat. Damn it. Why would you say that, DP? I don't know. You know, I wasn't thinking. <sighs> I was just thinking that's radical. Yeah, man. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question, radical. actually. That was that was a phenomenal question. Excellent question. Well, I have to, especially with, with the 4th of July, the United States Championship. I like it. I like it. Well done. Along with this this third one, since we had the Great American Bash for NXT, the latest one, this next question is going to be for the inaugural one, all the way back in 1985, for the NWA. Of course, I have to talk about the NWA. I'm the NWA guy for thechairshot.com. The question is, what was the main event for the very first Great American Bash? That's not fair. Why? Because you know this? He lis- You listened to Pot is War, didn't you? I did not. I did. You- so you know I know the answer to this, right? Oh, I don't know if you know the answer. Son of a bitch. We went... Oh, go ahead. Let's see if DP can come up with it. All right. I'm going to try it here. I'm going to go with the only guess I could uh, go with here, but I'm sure it's wrong. Well, can we get some music? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Uh, this is going to be wrong, sure. DP, let's see your answer first. I didn't even write it down. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to say it. Well, uh, I'll just wait and see if he got it right. Yeah. So, there you go. So, we did a segment. Oh, we did guesses. a we did a segment. That's pretty that's that's pretty close. You got it's one close. right. There's one person in there that you got and the right. Other, and the other one and another one is closely related to the other person in the match, but just so for a little, if you haven't listened to Potter's War, when we started talking about the Great American Bash, I went back and looked at, Chris Platt had wondered when the last time they did a Great American Bash and whether they had not they had done it since the WCW days. And I said, most definitely. And WWF had had, or WWE had had some Great American Bash pay-per-views. They've also used it on a SmackDown. But if you go back, it starts with the NWA until that turns into WCW since 85. And it was Tully Blanchard and Dusty Rhodes. 
Okay, you are correct, and since DP didn't get any points, you win this week, but... But... There's always a but. How is there a but? But... No, 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 no. Tunny wins. Tunny wins. But since you looked it up and you know it's Dusty versus Tully, who was the manager in Tully Blanchard's corner? Oh, what's her name? <sighs> Powers or something like that? Just because you're thinking NWA power? No, isn't that it? No, oh, it's Baby Doll. It's a Medusa. Oh, it was Baby Doll. I was going to guess Medusa. Oh, no, it was Baby Doll. I couldn't All remember. Right. Yeah. All right, then let's throw a second monkey wrench in there. Oh boy! What was the what was on the line for the main event between Tully and Dusty? Oh, there was some. Wasn't there some kind of control? No, there was some kind of control. It was for a championship. It was for a championship. It was the U.S. title, wasn't it? North American. Well, title. I don't know. The television title. The television title. I knew it wasn't the championship. Your favorite. Yeah, How did you not guess that, the, PC? All I did was event. run down the main events. All I did was run down the main events <laughs> and who was in them for the show. Okay, go back and listen to it. Uh, go and listen to Pot is War. Tony surprisingly knew something for once. Oh, so Tony's the winner. Yeah. So does Rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> It's all a quinky dink, folks. It's all a quinky. <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. Let it out. Let it out. I was kind. I, I was kind of hoping you forgot. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Speaking of talking NWA and things of that nature, why don't you update everybody on what's going on in the NWA, what you've been trying to cover over there, and then uh, close it out with letting people know uh, what you just did recently to help the entertainment side of thechairshot.com. Yep, yep. So going on with the NWA news, NWA has suspended their shows because of the whole allegation stuff, so they're not doing anything recently. You can go check out my stuff, though. On thechairshot.com, covering all of Carnyland, what's causing all this, Nick Aldis's show, the Eli Drake show, inside the NWA and Girl Power, along with Carnyland on Tuesdays. Sadly, they had to end everything because there was an allegation against uh, Lagana, so they they halted everything for now. And uh, here's a little thing that I haven't covered yet, that's going through the rumor mill. Uh, NWA television title holder Zicky Dice, the outlandish one, wants to go somewhere else. Maybe AW, maybe WWE, maybe Tony's favorite brand in the whole wide world, Impact Wrestling. But uh, that's going on with NWA. Or, you need a barf bag, buddy? Barf bag, buddy. There you go. Take that to Shark Tank. It's like the stadium pal and the barf you... bag buddy. That's what I got. That's all my the barf bag buddy. It's pretty much self-explanatory. You heard what I said, right? Barf bag buddy. Or or since uh, I'm helping DP with the entertain- entertainment section with the video games, you can go check out 
his review that he had, his very first review for the video game that he chose, I decided, why not? I'll help out. I covered a game that I recently played for the PlayStation 1, an original, with Brave Fencer Musashi. Go check it out at thechairshot.com. Recently came out today. Or, or you can follow me on the Twitter at PhenomenalAJB. DP, what do you, where can they follow you? Where can they see all First your... First of all, I, I think you fucked up the title of your show this week, DP. Why did I Ooh. fuck up the title? Read your, Say your title. Billy Mitchell always has a plan. Who always has a plan? Billy Mitchell always. I'm sorry, who? Who? Billy Mitchell? Yeah. Always. No, I'm sorry, I think you said it wrong. I don't know. I don't know what I said wrong here. It's Silly Bitchell, not Billy Mitchell. <laughs> fuck that guy. And fuck Jim Cornette. Go ahead, DP. Well, as PC Tony mentioned, episode three of A Winner Is You is out. Billy Mitchell has a plan. Tune in and find out why he's Silly Bitchell. Because he's a cheating bitch. And he's silly as fuck. Well, we did talk a little bit about that. And about how he, got, how he got his records back. Because they couldn't find the evidence, apparently. But go listen. Go listen to episode three, just released. We're continuing to do our A Winner Is You podcast now weekly. And you can hear those on Fridays as they drop right before the weekend. Go over to thechairshot.com on the entertainment section to find those. You can also listen to me on Bandwagon Nerds, which drops on Tuesdays each week as well. You can follow Winner Is You on Twitter and on Facebook as we... Well, the boys wanted to get a Twitter handle out there, everybody, so we are at a winner is you, the letter U, on both Twitter and Facebook now. So go follow that, as well as follow this podcast, the DWI Podcast, on Twitter at PodcastDWI, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DWI Podcasts, and Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. I'm taking them away from you, PC. Fucking A. Because we are getting close to releasing our first A Winner Is You t-shirt, and a second one is in the works as well. But you can also get all those other fun chair shot related t-shirts there as well. So make sure you check it out and keep an eye out for more from A Winner Is You, PC. Well, let me trump you by telling you about a little bit of a Winner Is You news to all these folks. If you're a Winner Is You fan and you also listen to the DWI podcast, I'm a big Golden Tea guy, and you know you can hear me talk about that across all platforms. I am good friends with someone that lives in the southeastern Wisconsin-ish area. He's easily top 300 in the world at Golden Tea as I am trying to work my way up into the top 1,000. And we would love to, and I know DP has signed off on this already, bring you a video podcast uh, along with Dave Warzala. You can check him out all over the Golden Tea websites and caddy stuff. And, you know, put on a little show and and, and show people what we're doing. And if you're a novice, you can kind of check out how to spin the ball better and just how the game works. I know DP is is a very novice fan of the game but very capable of shooting 18 to 20 under on a good day, uh, amateur style, casual style. Uh, I've been trying to work my way up the ranks there in the in the online style. So something for the future there that I'm really happy for. Hopefully that gives that show a, a, a different look in addition to all the great work and the early success that they're having over there. A winner is you. Definitely check that out. Please check out at 3 Man Weave on the Twitter. Sports show, myself, Ray Cash, Christopher Platt, we're covering everything. If you like sports... 
and you're also listening to Red Wrestling Podcast, you're going to enjoy this because it's three wrestling fans that also love sports. I, I, I got to toot my own horn there. I think we're doing a really fucking great job. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We already mentioned a couple sports things. Thank you once again for listening to this show. Thank you for all the people that voted for Pot is War last year. There is no Wrestling Podcast Awards this year, so hopefully we'll come back even stronger and get DWI, Winner is You, and the entire lineup from Chairshot Radio Network up on them Wrestling Podcast Awards. So, for the funky, fresh, and phenomenal AJ Belaz, for the scientist, a winner is definitely him, DPP, and myself, I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas, and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DWW. I can never find it, but there it is. It's just waiting for me to be played. It's always ready. <sighs> the Mean Street Posse is always there when you least expect them. too much went on a ride that went a little too fast for you not just feeling great in general don't <laughs> about it barf bag buddy barf here barf there barf anywhere and then just secretely dispose that's right barf bag buddy now in multiple colors out all night drinking blue uv that's right you get blue barf in all night eating way too much salad you get green barf and for those of you that had hot dogs, hamburgers, and everything in between, it's multicolored rainbow barf. Barf bag buddy, for you and your friends, makes a great Christmas gift. Hey mom, oh, you got me a barf bag buddy. Yeah. <laughs>